Snapchat. Malcolm Turnbull announced that the laws of math do not apply here. <laughs> One of my favourite brands of comedy aerial is brown people and black people making fun of white people. Senators have been dropping like flies recently. Shouting out the fact that in the Knowles Carter family, women just have one name. Backchat on FBI Radio. Hello, you're listening to Backchat on FBI Radio 94.5 FM and streaming on FBIRadio.com. It's the freshest wrap of news and politics in your airwaves. It's the last show of the year. We've got some special guests Woo! in the house. Sam, how you doing? I'm doing super well. Sam Johnson, EP. I'm, of course, I'm Osman Faruqi. And joining us, longtime Backchat favorite, all the best producer, Radio Gun, Selena Shannon. How you doing? Hey, I'm, I'm going well. You missed, you missed Backchat, is it? I was just thinking, actually, this is kind of exciting coming on today because it's, I don't know if you guys know, but it's a, it's a year since I left Backchat. No so way. So this is my one year anniversary of, of quitting, of quitting in disgust. Yeah. And so I feel like I come back and celebrate that. <laughs> no, I'm really excited to be back. I've really missed working on the show, worked on it for a few years before leaving at the end of last year. And so, yeah, good to be back. Awesome. And look, it is the last show of the year. We're getting towards the end of 2017. So we're going to mix things up a bit and have... A recap episode, I guess. But before we, we delve into the good, the bad, and the ugly of 2017, we need to talk about what happened this week. So, obviously, the big political story was marriage equality passing the House of Representatives. Um, the, the, the the debate, I think, got a little bit testy towards the end of Thursday night. I think I think no one debates that. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the kind of the... It went on and on, and everyone's like, well, we've had this plebiscite. Politicians have abrogated their responsibility. They've outsourced it to the public. The public said, yes, just vote on it. But every MP wanted to get up and make a speech. And I think the, the, the highlight or the low light potentially was Bob Catterite, who famously went viral a couple of weeks ago by saying, you know, oh, yeah, let a thousand flowers bloom, but I'm not going to spend any time on it because crocodiles are eating people every weekend or whatever he said. But then he got up and made like five different speeches in, in, in the House it of Representatives. It was a lot of speeches. Just nonstop. He would not stop talking. Um, and then eventually it did pass and it was great news. and Everyone was really happy and people sung songs and partied. But now there's people are a bit agitated about Malcolm Turnbull claiming he's credit. He's really happy about it. Malcolm Turnbull's really happy about it. Yeah, he's he's super happy about it. He's so happy about it. You think that it was his doing? Yeah, he's 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 really saying like that. He's the first. I think he said he's the first prime minister to support marriage equality, which, as I understand, is technically not correct because Kevin Rudd did support marriage equality while he was prime minister, even though he didn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. I thought he just supported it on a personal level, and so. Technically, maybe you could say that from a political point of view, Malcolm Tumble was the first. Yeah, I guess like the, the the bigger question out of that is like these guys are all in a pissing contest to sort of take credit for this issue that probably is really not theirs to take credit for. Almost certainly it's the work of activists and yeah. people have been fighting for this for decades. And like both major parties have had to get dragged kicking and screaming to the table on this one. But it's done now. We feel good about it. Yeah, we feel good. It's good. It's over now. That, that little narrative is over. Um, and... I think there's, there's actually a really interesting piece. I know we normally save these recommendations for the end of the show, but there's a really good piece by Simon Copeland in The Guardian, in Guardian Australia today, looking at the other issues that people could be turning their attention to as a result of marriage equality passing. So within the LGBTIQ arena, a lot of issues around uh, young trans kids and support that they, uh, uh, the, 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 the campaign, I guess, focused on them from the No campaign quite heavily. And now it's time to maybe give those guys some support and talk about reform in those areas, but also all the other social justice issues that we could be campaigning on. And at the end of the show, we're going to be talking about some predictions for 2018, what some of those campaigns could be. But right now, we're going to delve into the madness of 2017. And you know what I was reminded of this week? I don't really follow state politics as much as I should, given it's my job to write about state politics. 
but Mike Baird was still Premier at the start of this year? Can you believe that? Not even just at the start, like, like well, a lot of well it. into it. Well into the year. Like, it just doesn't, it feels like that guy disappeared like years ago. I don't know if this is a, a function of how we consume news these days, but I have such short-term memory for yeah, this yeah. kind of stuff. And I had completely forgotten about Mike Baird, despite, you know, obsessively following everything he did while he was... We protested against him so many times, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then now it feels like, oh, that was 2017. Totally. But yeah, it's... It's been a it's been a really huge year. I think 2016 was so big in American politics and around the world. It really claimed so much limelight that I I'd, I hadn't realized how much stuff has gone down in 2017. And I love a good end of year news show wrap up like we're about <laughs> to do. So I'm really excited. Well, was there anything that happened this year, Selena, that that you you forgot was a 2017 thing? Uh, yeah, I think only because she's been back in the country recently was I reminded that the Yasmin Abdel-Majid Anzac Day tweet debacle happened this year. That was this year. I, I, I don't yeah. believe that that was this that year. Feels like, like that feels like literally this year. That literally feels like, like we have talked about, not we as in us, but like the country's talked about for so long. I can't believe that was this year. That's wild. And she, um, as we know, has since moved to the UK, pretty much following how horrible and intense that saga was. Mm. It's still, um, yeah. It's still a bad saga. She's yeah, still not welcome here. It's still going. I mean, um, she's very welcome here. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but she's killing it over in, in the UK and touring the world and doing speaking tours. So I'm glad that it's it's kind of worked out for her. But it it is pretty devastating and embarrassing to think about how she was driven out of the country mm. from, from that tweet. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was Anzac in, Day In a short year. period of time. Like that was also, you know, it was it was within a week. Australia works fast. Quick turnaround. Yeah, we don't yeah. work that fast. Uh, let's, let's just keep in mind that we've <laughs> we work, we, only been talking about marriage equality. Yeah, we work fast. We work fast to kick and brown people out. But like marriage equality, let's drag the chain on that one. Sam, as our token American, and as Selena mentioned, we've been dominated the, the, the discourse and conversation has been dominated by U.S. politics. Trump, Trump, that was this year. It was this year. It was January 20th. That's when he became in. the big he, dog. He hasn't even been president for a year. We should point that out. But he has also, not even been president yeah, for a year. I mean, He's done a lot of shit in that about. time. Yes. His inauguration was this year. It was. In, so he can claim 2017. Yeah, that's his he year. He can be under that umbrella. <laughs> and of course, Trump only being president this year means that his former loyal sidekick, spicy. Sean Spicer, Sean Spicy Spicer, had his entire career in 2017. He rose. <laughs> he peaked. He fell. He fell. He's he tried had to, a redemption he's, he's at the Emmy, supposedly. Himself. Yeah, yeah. But I think the funniest part is that, you know, we can make fun of how Sean Spicer's entire career was in 2017. And his was by no means the shortest in <laughs> yeah. Trump's cohort. Totally, if anything, totally. he kind of lasted a long time yeah. um, compared to some of the others that only lasted a few days. Well, I guess technically, I mean, everyone in the Trump administration's careers only lasted until 2017. And the number of people who have, like, collapsed within this time period. It's pretty bloody extraordinary. I wonder if there'll be any more Trump careers in 20, 2018. <laughs> Do you think I'll make it that far? This is a prediction. Save it for the end. Um, I'll just, we'll, just fly, the year, we'll just everyone. fly through a couple of others that <laughs> I, I'm shocked about that happened this year. The the, the Oscars controversy where Moonlight didn't win and that La La Land won. That was this year. year. That was February this year. <laughs> um, you, I know it's this year because I watched La La Land on the flight recently. It was, it was a new release. <laughs> the flight said it was a new release. That's I, how you know. That's confirmation. I still haven't seen La La Land. What? No, after the Oscars controversy. I don't I back like, it. I watched Moonlight again in protest. Nice. It um, wasn't on my flight. I'd like to, to make it clear. <laughs> I didn't make a decision. And the, the other, the final thing I think that really messes with my sense of like how time works in 2017, Chappelle Corby was released in 2017. And that was like a huge moment for like a couple of weeks. 
that's just disappeared. And I think that's, I think, you know, what you're saying before, something about like attention spans. I think why it feels like this stuff doesn't occur in this year is because no one talks about things anymore. Like it happens, it blows up, and then that's the end of it. And you never talk about it again. But I also feel like in Australia in particular, the marriage equality survey and the citizenship saga have dominated everything that mm. I have literally forgotten that other news exists. So totally. was, let alone stuff that news. happened in the first half of 2017. Well, well speaking of other news that, that exists that we should be talking about, that's, that's the next thing we wanted to get into because there have been a bunch of big and important stories that, that did blip on the radar and then disappeared, but they're all pretty important. Um, throw them at me. Yeah, well, uh, Panama Papers were this year. That was a pretty huge news story. And Malcolm Turnbull, his name came up out of them. There's no implication necessarily that he did anything wrong, but we there was like three articles about it. It was in the middle of a hot news cycle, and we just didn't return to Remi- Remind us why means. we should care about the Panama Papers, Sam. What? So the Panama Papers revealed um, they were the result of uh, a lot of uh, serious international investigative journalism uh, teamwork. Uh, They exposed people who'd been working with uh, uh, Montsac Fonseca, who uh, were a Panama law firm that had basically been helping people um, offshore their money and avoid taxes. And, you know, Malcolm Turnbull was linked to a company that had used um, Montsac Fonseca in 1993 and, you know, he maybe did nothing wrong, but, you know, that's a thing worth investigating. And we just did not talk about that or look into that very mm. much further and, than we and could have. yesterday, there was like, data released, I think, looking at how much tax big corporations in Australia paid. And a lot of them are paying, like, no tax at all. So it does seem kind of, kind of linked. Like, the Panama Papers exposed how these companies and these rich people avoid paying tax. Like, it really annoys me that when I buy, like, a packet of chips or a beer... I pay more tax on that through GST than like giant companies in Australia pay because they pay zero dollars. And that's crazy. Like they're taking advantage of all this. You're, You're right. Doing we, should, a bit we should be talking about it. We should be talking about it. We're talking about it, talking about it right now. But my <laughs> reading of why that wasn't given that much attention was because when that came out was at the same time as when all these links between Trump and Putin were really dominating the news. And comparatively, I think Turnbull's mm. appearance in the Panama Papers seemed really innocuous next to the giant news story that was Trump and Putin. That's really that interesting. Time. Like, you, yeah, you mentioned that uh, a couple of times. I think that's a really good point that the, all this madness that goes on pales in comparison to like what we're seeing in the US and elsewhere. And maybe it lets these guys get away with being more more crooked. And speaking of crooked, Sam, you've got another. Yeah, I've got another, got another one. crooked I, I've story. Been, I've been saving up. I've been. I've had some gripes this year. Um, well, this is uh, this is a weird one. Hey, like I don't, I don't like. I'm I'm happy for the story to disappear off the agenda. No, you're not. <laughs> Do you care about? Well, the tell future? me why I should care. Tell me planet? what it is and why so, I should care about Four it. So, Four Corners revealed um, widespread water theft in the Murray Darling. Um, water theft. Water theft. Spicy. So. so <laughs> Um, what are they doing? Like just getting a bucket and well, it was more than a bucket. It okay. was it was millions and millions and millions of liters. The the Murray Darling um, is uh, one of the main sources of water for agriculture in Queensland, New South Wales, ACT, and South Australia. It is a hugely important ecosystem. And Four Corners revealed that people had been systematically going against like the agreed upon conventions and were taking far more water from it than was healthy. And it was in the papers for like a week. Um, and then it kind of disappeared. Meanwhile, South Australia has been battling. They accu- they've accused New- the South Australian Water Minister has accused New South Wales of like covering it up. And South Australia has launched a royal commission. But like the rest of us aren't talking about it, and none of the newspapers are really talking about it. I think it. you said it was in the news for like a week. I'm pretty sure I, I even missed that week. 
Like it I, was a good week. <laughs> I remember this story popping up like a day on my radar, but it definitely did not get the attention that it deserved. It's huge. We're just taking water and letting. So who's stealing the water? Uh, there's a couple of farmers who were implicated. Farmers, damn. Yeah. Um, and so then you've got one. Do I? Are you looking at me for climate change, which no, no, should have been talked no. about? Climate change is you. my thing I'm talking about. Well, you want me to talk about WA, I don't do want you? to talk about WA. Why, 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 what happened at WA and why did that drop off the agenda? Well, I don't know why it dropped off the agenda, except that, you know, to, to give context to this, it's we're talking about WA that sometimes or periodically will bring up the same kind of idea and put it into the the public discussion sphere that maybe they should become their own country. Mm. And it never really gets that much attention. Wax, wax it. Wax yeah, it. they call it the wax it. It's kind of like Brexit, WA, yeah, but it's also like wax it. The, the hair and we're waxing them. Yeah, it's waxing WA straight <laughs> off the map. Um, Sounds good. There's like literally nothing else to this story other than occasionally WA thinks they're getting a bit of a raw end of the deal in Australia and maybe they should become their own country. Um, and it popped up a few years, a few times throughout the year this year. And then it became, it kind of came back into the news cycle this week when um, the Australian slang word of the year was announced. Right, I don't right. know if you guys saw that, but it was the one that was chosen was quasi, which is a combination of Kiwi and Aussie. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it means someone who has. Yeah, and everyone's like, no, I've never heard of that word before. So what are they No doing? one had yeah. ever heard of that word before, but apparently it was deemed to be the winning Australian word of the year. But its competitor was was Waxit, um, referring to WA becoming its own country, which probably will, will never happen. No, like, it's absurd. Um, they couldn't survive without us. Like, when they had the mining boom going off, they're like, we've got all this money, you're ripping us off, and now the mining boom's collapsed, economy's a joke. Like, what are they going to do on their own, WA, you bloody jokers? <laughs> Sorry. I think you're part of the reason they want to leave. <laughs> it's just like not... Wax them. Wax them off. Yeah, wax them off. Wax them off. Look, we got to, we're, running, we're running out of time to talk about these. A lot of interesting and important stories, quite clearly, except maybe the water one, which I'm still not sold on. Um, <laughs> Mate, do you care about the future of this planet? Do you care about... Do you want to eat in 50 years? Do you want others... No, of course I care about Of course I care about I don't. This. I don't think he's telling the truth. Um, no, because the thing that I think that we should have talked about more was just climate change, just generally. Like, just that big, and it's getting worse. And... It's funny, Oz. I feel like these two are connected. <laughs> <laughs> well, the things are going underwater and, and you know, uh, people are already being impacted by the impacts of climate change. And areas of Australia are losing water. Okay, okay. We're done. We did, we did the water thing. We're moving on from the water thing. Um, and it just doesn't seem like anyone in this country in particular seems to want to grapple with that. Like, it's totally dropped off the political agenda. And I find that to be very, very frustrating because we're all young people. We are going to suffer the consequences of this much more than the current crop of politicians in Parliament. And um, they should do something about it. Am I right? I, yeah. You were totally right. The oh. only the only thing I can think of from this year that was related to climate change that was in the minds of the current government was renewable energy um, discussions, and that was about it. There was nothing big picture. There was no trying to fix the current situation. Mm. It was just sort of like looking at where we should be. And even their from. outcome of those discussions was pretty cooked, right? Like It's just like, yeah, we need more coal and gas. Like That's what's happening, and they're still trying to build the Adani coal. Oh, man, we could talk about this all day, but, but we do need to move on. We're going to play you a tune right now. It's... Um, one of our favourite tunes from 2017. It's it's Moonbase featuring Anderson Park. It's I don't it don't matter. 
It, it definitely doesn't matter. Nothing matters, folks. What a tune. Anderson Park on Moonbase Command- Moon Commanders. Well, used to be a Moonbase Commander, not just Moonbase. Just Moonbase now. Do you know why they ditched the Commander? I have no idea. Um, but overnight, seemingly, the Commander disappeared. Uh, the Moonbase Commander, in fact, was a great retro game in the 80s, I think. And I think oh. that's where um, it's a fun game. So I'm sad that Moonbase ditched the Commander. Anyway, great song. <laughs> You're listening to Backchat on FBI Radio um, 94.5 FM and streaming on FBIRadio.com. And we're recapping... 2017, we've just run through um, all the stories that we thought should have had more attention paid to them. And, and Sam, Sam, you brought up one about Murray Darling water theft. I made fun of that because I didn't really think that was that interesting. The text line has blown up. People are mad into the water I'm theft story. I'm vindicated. You know who else is going to be vindicated? The Murray Darling water <laughs> uh, Vince from Marrickville, I think, is having a go at me saying that I don't get it. Uh, we got another text right, saying that right. BHP is taking the Murray Darling water for free. Storm the streets. They've captured a part of the government and... <laughs> oh, so the people know what's up. The people, the people do know what's up. If you've got any thoughts on on news stories of the year that you uh, you thought that should have should have been um, covered more, or stories that you can't believe are part of twenty seventeen, let us know. You can text us on oh four oh nine nine four five nine four five. But now we're rolling into a new segment: the best blunders of twenty seventeen. Sam, you've got one. There are a few good ones. Uh, well, I mean, let's just revisit uh, uh, one of Trump's. First, first phone calls in office he made to our dear prime minister. Yeah, what was our prime minister's name again? Let's, I forget. What is his let, name? Let, let's find out what, what, what his name was. So he has ensured that while he has respect for the, for the Australian people and respect for Prime Minister Trumbull, that we do not pose a threat to the United States of America. Yeah, that's right. Prime Minister Trumbull. Trumbull. That was, that was Sean Spicer. Trumbull in fear. The famous thing. So, that I mean, like, that... Again, like, I'm sorry, I've said this so many times. I cannot believe that that was a 2017 story. Like, that Prime Minister Trumbull thing feels like it's been part of our meme lexicon for decades. I don't, I don't, I can't get my head around that. Um, and Barnaby Joyce. Well, yeah, I mean, Barnaby Joyce also was the first person to come out and say, I am a proud citizen of this country. I've never wanted to go to New Zealand. I've never <laughs> been a New Zealander. Well... How did that turn out? He said that he also had never been to New Zealand, but then people reminded him that he was there like three months ago. And he's like, oh, yeah, crap, I was there. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, that's heaps fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really fun. And, and I think it might have been an English thing. No, no, it was actually England because it was also concerned that he was an English citizen. And he's like, I've never, literally never been to England in my life. But he'd gone on like a trade mission to England, to London, like two <laughs> months before that moment. Well, fast forward, the band is back together. Yeah, so Bonnie just did get reelected. He made it back in. But that kind of links into the blunder that I wanted to raise about the ex-Senator Malcolm Roberts. Yeah. Which was another citizenship-related one. And how he was accused of being a dual citizen. Um, and in his court case, I mean, when he was... um trying to explain himself, there was someone who asked him, you know, well, what nationality are you? Or, you know, when did you become Australian? And he said, I've always considered myself to be an Australian citizen. And then someone helpfully pointed out, but you only moved to Australia when you were 19. (laughs) (laughs) And then he was asked what citizenship he thought he had before moving to Australia at 19. And he said that he was under the impression that he was stateless. (laughs) (laughs) 
for 19 years inexplicably. Um, but the blunder that I wanted to talk about in relation to, to Malcolm Roberts, which was my favourite blunder of the year, is when he was asked if he'd taken any steps to ensure that he didn't have dual citizenship before he applied to become to um, enter parliament, um, to become a senator. And he said that he sent an email to a random email address with the subject line, am I still a British citizen? <laughs> Which already goes against Could his claim that. that he thought he was stateless. Um, but he sent it to an email that was obviously a completely made up false email <laughs> what, address. What, what was the email address? I can't remember what the beginning was, but it ended in um, at sydney.uk, which anyone who's uh, you know has ever used the internet would recognise that as not a real email absolutely address. Absolutely not a real email no, address. Absolutely not. not. And it's, I mean, not that we needed any more reasons to be concerned for why Malcolm Roberts was had any power in this country, but even that kind of um, yeah, complete lack of understanding totally. how the internet works, let alone citizenship Sydney, or policy Sydney or anything. Sydney.uk sounds like a screen name of someone in like a chat room, right? And then uh, Sydney.uk.19. <laughs> he tried real hard, though. I mean, he made up that email address. Yeah, yeah, yeah he like, did try. He, he, he really racked the back of his brain for he, that. Yeah, you're right. We should, we should give him some credit. Um, and so my blunder, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tease you all. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play you a little something. You've got to guess. you got to guess what it is. I just want to keep listening to this song. Is that, but is that Ja Rule? That is, that is Ja Rule featuring Ashanti, always on time. Why Why have I? Why am I playing Ja Rule? What's going on Man, here? You know what else was this year? Yeah. I think it was Fire Festival. Fire Festival. Fire Festival. Festival my favourite story of, of 2017, hands down for sure. Um, the festival that Ja Rule put together with some startup bro from New York. It's going to be in the Caribbean somewhere. They were going to have a sick time. Blink-182 was going to perform. And the whole thing collapsed because I just had no idea how to put a festival on. People, rich people were stranded on this island. It was raining. There were bad cheese on toast sandwiches for some reason. They came in styrofoam containers. They came in styrofoam containers. Much bigger than the sandwiches. A lot of people lost a lot of money. um, And Ja Rule's event planning credibility has has been shot through the window. Um, Your obsession with this story (laughs) has been my highlight of the year for me. And when this story came out and we talked about it, pretty much endlessly for about a month. We did, we did. Um, I already knew it would be number one on your list if we <laughs> ever did an end-of-year wrap-up. Well, yeah, I'm glad that I managed to get it through, and it's actually just another great opportunity to play that fantastic song that encouraged everyone right. I know we're short on, I know we're short on time, but can I do one quick last little blunder do, do, before do we move one, on to the do last another segment? Blunder. Go um, for it. My other favorite... It's the last show of the year. We can do whatever we want. Excellent. Um, my other favorite blunder this year was when the... During the same-sex marriage debate and survey when the Coalition for Marriage, which was a group that all these anti-marriage equality people came together and formed, um, when they released their new logo when they formed this group, and the logo was pretty much identical to the bisexual pride flag (laughs) um, in that it was pink fading into purple, fading into blue in this very particular way, and the Coalition for Marriage either accidentally or maybe their graphic designer was a troll, um, they released their logo and it was exactly the same. Um, and I thought that was a funny moment. I feel like it had to have been a troll, hey? like that. The yeah, their graphic designer definitely was like, ugh, this group is cooked and I want to <laughs> sneak in a little bit of... But do you know why the bisexual pride flag is pink fading into purple, fading into blue? Let us know. It's showing the fluidity of gender. That's from right. From pink into blue and how it's a spectrum. 
Beautiful. So it actually is quite beautiful. It's quite and beautiful, and, and that's even more poignant now that the yeah. call is for marriage. Slash, if they had done like a two-second Google, <laughs> which I'm sure they didn't do for anything to do with their organisation, um, yeah, they would have. They would have known. Cool. So this we're coming into um, what I always say is my favourite segment. So it's going to be a different, a slightly different version of Backchat Roulette, but but let's get into it. Yeah, so normally we talk about stuff that you should have read or watched or heard um, that we thought was great, but this time we're going to be doing some predictions. Imaginary things. Imaginary things that could happen in in 2018. They could be good, they could be bad. I don't know. No one knows. What are they? Selena, what do you got for us? Mine's a pretty obvious one. Um, and it's less of a prediction and more of a, like, when is this going to happen? We're sitting here waiting. Oh, yeah. Um, we've seen the Harvey Weinstein moment that has, like, pretty much toppled all these big, high-profile male um, business people and creatives in America and across the world. Um, and I've been reading a lot of articles lately promising me, mm. me personally, promising <laughs> us, the Australian people, that Australia's Harvey Weinstein moment is coming. For sure. And we're all on the edge of our seats waiting to find out like who is going to be taken down. And we know those men are out there and we know the perpetrators have been doing this bad stuff and we've been promised this big moment. And apart from Don Burke, it hasn't happened yet and yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting. So that's my... Early 2018 prediction slash... Slash you hope that... I'm hoping that... Like, because those guys are definitely doing that stuff and it just needs to come out and they need to be taken down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it just seems absurd, this idea that like, oh, everyone cooked is in America and there's nothing bad happening in Australia. Like, that's just... Of course not. It's definitely happening here. And so, yeah, that's what I'm waiting for. That's... I hope we can get that out of the way. Take them all down. There are Put still some women three in weeks th- left of twenty. It's true. It's true. And there was there was Jeffrey Rush, and there've been a couple of um, stories coming out. But I, I'm waiting for the the tsunami. The tsunami, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm waiting for. Awesome. I mean, my, so mine is is a prediction, but unfortunately, a prediction that I'll probably like that will absolutely come true. So it's about Australia's refugee policy. Uh, it's <laughs> it's been very cooked for a very long time. I expect it uh, to keep being cooked for a very long time. But I guess the reason why I brought it up is because. I think, like, yeah, out of all the stories that have rolled along this year and that we've been talking up, talking about uh, as examples of things that have come and gone, throughout all of that in the backdrop, there's just been stuff happening on Manus Island. There's been, uh, you know, changes to Australia's immigration policy for the worst in that period. Neither of our major parties look keen on budging on this issue. And it's just, like, it's become part of the fabric of, like, Australian society and politics. And it really annoys me that it's just become such a common thing. It's just part of the landscape now we don't even think about it as something extra so my prediction is that it's probably not going to change but i wonder whether we can change the way that we talk about it or how we how we i don't know like whether we campaign on differently or whatever we do i just think that we need to do something because it's it's really stressing me out it's stressing a lot of people out no doubt and um and even now um you know as we're coming into christmas australians are going to be having a great time as they do it's great to have uh, a christmas around summer but the guys languishing on Manus Island due to our government's policies are having a, a nightmare of a time. And that's something that we shouldn't lose our focus on in 2018. Now, that um, is a story not to be forgotten. For sure. Um, Sam. Another story that probably won't be forgotten anytime soon. The citizenship crisis. <laughs> uh, yeah, my prediction for 2018 is there will be more polys that are dual citizens and maybe enough by-elections that the government will no longer have a ruling majority. So who knows? Look Active. forward to next week or January. We just got a text in, actually. What about Justin Bieber getting his penis out 
on a balcony. That was also this year, what wasn't about it? Everyone who got their penis out this year, dude. It's so just... many people. That was like that was a bad trend of 2017. That needs to stop. That was that, a bad trend. Let's put that yeah. behind us. <laughs> Look, that's that's all we've got time for on Backchat. Thanks for tuning in this morning. Thanks for tuning in for 2017. It's been it's been a blast. We've had a great time. Hope everyone has a fantastic summer break. Stay safe out there. Uh, Selena, thank you for, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Sam, it's great to have you back. Oh, thanks. Um, special shout out to our producer, Natalie Sekolovska, for helping out this morning and for all the work that she does on the show. We're going to leave you with this amazing tune from Akenyo featuring Miss Blanks and Jesswa. It's called Women's World 2.0. Have a great weekend, everyone. We will see you in 2018.